And we are back, Devils on the Rush, episode 26. Uh, another packed week of hockey. Uh, started out with a awful game and ended with an awful game, but uh, had two nice wins in between, especially against the Hudson River rivals, the New York Rangers, and put a uh, less than stellar performance against the Blackhawks, but still got the W and pulled that one out. And uh, it was Timo time there as well as in the Rangers game. Alex, what'd you see this week? Um, yeah, I thought they were, they had a pretty decent week other than the Jets game. That was obviously disgusting, but um, yeah, otherwise I thought they played all right. I, I think just kind of, I don't want to say they're kind of they're not slumping into the playoffs. I don't really agree with that, but um, they've been playing like 500 hockey here, so it'd be nice to close the season with some more wins. Uh, you know, in the last five games. Yeah, it just seems that you know I think uh, they're getting up for the games they have to. Right, uh, definitely. That was a great performance against the Rangers, and we will get into that later because. Let me tell you, listeners, we have a special surprise for you today. We had a Sunday conversation with a Rangers super fan, um, and, and today's episode will be a little bit different. You know, uh, Alejandro and I will go through your, our favorite segments and then and then kick it off to the interview, uh, which was which was a good good forty forty five minutes of sit down talk with Scott Cooper from Ocean City, who is longtime Rangers fan and longtime NHL fan. So. Uh, we went in everything uh, Devils Rangers and NHL wide, and conversation went many places, but it, it was a fantastic time. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, you know, if the Devils and Rangers meet up again in the playoffs, you know, maybe Coop will make an appearance again, but that remains to be seen. I mean, he's, he's like a walking NHL encyclopedia. Yeah, he knows his stuff. Yeah, so as much as much as it pains me to say that a Rangers fan knows his stuff, uh, I think he gives a very honest take uh, on on both teams. Yeah, I thought he was pretty objective as well. Yeah, all right. So uh, you know, listen, clunker against the Islanders. I thought they played well. Sorokin came to play. What what else is new? Um, you know, the Rangers game we'll get into in the interview. Uh, Lucille agrees that uh, Cooper was a great guest as well. Um, and then, you know, Blackhawks, they started out a little sluggish, brought it, brought it back in the second period, uh, and finished strong. Timo was an absolute bulldog that game. Uh, and then, you know, nights like that make remind you why we went out and got him. Yeah. You know, like you said with the Islanders game, they had a bad second period, but the two, the first and the third period were pretty, pretty solid. I wouldn't say they dominated that game, but it was close to even Sorokin was just Sorokin. Um, and then, yeah, the Blackhawks game, that was a nice um, bounce back there. Um, you know, the score was only 6-3. to three, Well, 6-3 to three with an empty netter. But I thought that, that was really dominated. Chicago, that game was just Mackenzie Blackwood was not great. Um, so, uh, Especially that third line. I mean, the Hala, Boquist, Timo line was, was quite noticeable. Yeah, they made an impact in the third period. I think that's when Ruff uh, switched them up, uh, maybe even the late second period. Um, and yeah, Meyer was great that game. I thought maybe his best game with the Devils to this point, or at least one of them. Um, he was really multi-point good. game, right? Yeah, Eric Hollow with the multi-point game, and Jesper Boquist. I think that whole line had multi-point games. So they all had goals, right? Yeah, Boquist yeah. scored and Eric Hollow scored. Um, so yeah, it was a good effort from the Devils. Like that's just the game you have to win at this point. The the Blackhawks. I think with that loss, there was the, their eighth loss in a row. You know, they're 
you know, I mean, the team obviously players and coaches don't tank, but the organization's all in on Connor Bedard at this point. So that's a game you got to win. And the Devils took care of business. Yeah. Jonathan Taves ran out of vacation days, so he had to step back on the ice. Um, and that was his uh, debut. Uh, listen, I, I listen. I know it's been he's had the mystery uh, immune disease uh issue and it was good to see him back on the ice um it, it just might just must be weird for him because i mean he he must not recognize a lot of the faces in that locker room uh it's it's a completely different team than than the than the chicago blackhawks uh he's used to yeah i think the only like one of the few players he probably recognizes like connor murphy and andreas at Tennessee. they were there before uh he went out but uh yeah i mean you know kyle davidson pretty much sold off the rest of the team at the trade deadline so yeah, it must have been a little bit of a different look. And, you know, these could be his last games of his career. It's kind of uncertain if his playing his playing future is uncertain after this season. So we'll see what happens there. He did have the one nice assist to Benesiu, I think. Um, but uh, I didn't think he was going to be able to make too much of an impact considering how long he was out. And the Blackhawks really don't have anyone else who could kind of game break a game open and the Devils took advantage of that. Yeah, definitely. So glad to see him back on the ice. But uh, yeah, another nice win for the Devils. Keep pace with the Rangers, so they're still in second. Uh, at this point, I think I think the Metro title is is a pipe dream. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think they're catching the Hurricanes. If they wanted to catch the Hurricanes, uh, probably needed a little bit of a better performance out of that Winnipeg game. Yeah, um, even if they had, I mean, even if they had beaten Winnipeg, I think Carolina still got the game in hand on New Jersey, right? So the odds are still in their favor. Um, so, yeah, I think it's kind of a pipe dream. Uh, I think it was always and probably still will always uh, end up being the Rangers and Devils in the first round. So we'll see what happens over the final five games and two weeks of the regular season. But yeah, that Winnipeg game, I think, kind of pretty much put the first place in the division to rest at this point, unless Carolina loses like their last five games, which I don't think is happening. So, yeah, I don't think so either. Um, before we get into our three f- favorite segments, Devils fans, just remember we have another big week of hockey. I mean, another three games. Yeah, uh, we have the, <laughs> I know, the Penguins uh, Tuesday. At home, uh, the Blue Jackets at home on the six, and then a prime time game against the Bruins on the eighth. So come prepared for another big week of hockey. I mean, this is God. I, it's just nuts how much hockey they've been playing. But um, hopefully, they can rotate the squad a little bit this week. And and, and I think the the most important thing is is they got to stay healthy until the end of the season. Yeah, I'm actually writing. I don't know if I'm going to have it up before the game against Pittsburgh on Tuesday. So I think most of you will probably be listening to this Tuesday morning, but if you hear Monday night, um, yeah, I'm trying to get a piece on load management because um, we've seen a couple of NHL teams actually um, take part in that, like in the NBA. I know the Leafs rested Mark Giordano, Jake McCabe, and Mitch Marner um, the other night. I think even Sunday, that was when they did, and the Bruins. Uh, Patrice Bergeron didn't play in their back-to-back this weekend for just, I think, rest purposes. He's not injured or anything like that. And then Sunday against St. Louis, Charlie McAvoy. And another relatively big name, I think, on the Bruins also just sat for, like, load management rest purposes. So I'm writing a piece on how the Devils should kind of embrace that over the last five games. Um, So... (laughs) 
a little extra audio there. <laughs> um, oops. Yeah, oopsie. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to write about that. I think the Devils, I think they want to close out. You know, they want to lock up home ice advantage, especially knowing that they're most likely opponents, the Rangers. But once they get that in order, whether there's three games left, two games left, whatever, how much, uh, you know, however much it takes, they should kind of rest some of their top players to avoid injury and just have them rested for what really matters in a couple of weeks from now. Definitely. Really, really, really looking forward to that. All right. I, I think we, we touched uh, enough. I mean, listen, I think these games are important to your point, but I also think the team knows they've clinched the playoff spot and it's getting up for the games that they see uh, as important. And, and hopefully they can string a couple more wins together before the end of the season. Yeah, their schedule is pretty favorable. Um, you know, Pittsburgh is fighting for their playoff lives. So I'm interested to see how that game goes. Um, they've had their number this season. I think they're going for the season sweep, right, against Pittsburgh. So yeah, they, they really are. And, and, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins are really Jekyll and Hyde. Um, they lost a tough one to the Bruins the other night. Um, and, and they got plenty of help from the refs, too. So, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, I mean, they did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, God, if that was if that happened at the Rock, they probably would have seen a couple more Heinekens on the ice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, listen, finish finish strong. I, you know, I, I think Saturday's primetime game will be a fun one, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you get the Bruins' uh, potential Eastern Conference Finals matchup uh, if, if both teams progress there. So, um, but, you know, two of the hottest teams this season. So looking forward to it. And God knows uh, Johnny Hockey's going to get another warm welcome from the fans uh, at the Rock on Thursday. Yeah, night. for one last time this season. And then the Boston game, I'm interested to see, too, if they continue with, like, the load management rest thing um, on Saturday, if the Bruins do that. Perhaps there's an opportunity for the Devils to get a game or get a win there. But, uh, you know, I'm not really sure what the Bruins' plans are moving forward. So, Something to keep an eye on as well. Definitely. All right. Should we get into our three segments? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Who do who? Uh, what's your stat attack this week? Uh, yeah, stat attack. Um, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about Kevin Ball because I think he's been playing really, really well um, for a few weeks now. But in, even in that Winnipeg game, uh, where there was maybe two other Devils who stood out, Sharon Govich and Severson. I thought Ball was probably their best player by a comfortable margin. And for the week, he was one of their best players, too. He put up a Corsi percentage of 64.55%. This is via natural stat trick, by the way. Um, and that translated to a shot attempt advantage of 71 to 39 with him on the ice. Um, and then his expected goal share was 60.26%. Um, just for those four games last week. And, you know, we kind of look at what the Devils... Uh, blue line will be this offseason. We have Ryan Graves and Damon Severson, who will be free agents. And if the Devils don't decide to bring back Graves, I think Ball is kind of making a case that he could step into a second pair role alongside John Marino next season. Um, I don't know if that's something Fitzgerald would be comfortable with, but, uh, you know, Ball's players, he's earned a spot as a regular at this point over Brendan Smith. That's not really anything against Brendan Smith. I think he's been fine as a third pair defender this year, but um, Kevin Ball's just been really, really good the last, I don't know, let's say month really at this point, and you can't take him out of the lineup. So, um, yeah, I even saw some fans in my mentions last night uh, after the, the Winnipeg game talking about how good Ball's been recently and how he, he even played well against the Jets despite like pretty much no one else playing well. So I 
you know, I figured we'd get a little bit of a shout out and stat attack. Yeah, I mean, I love Ball. I love his physicality. Um, I love how he's really fit nicely into this to, into this lineup, and and quite frankly, he deserves to start Game One of the playoffs. Yeah, um, this this stretch has really earned it for him. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, the, the <laughs> thing I just worry about with that is like, will Lindy Ruff kind of like um, value having Brendan Smith's experience in there for Game One of the playoffs? Uh, that's something to watch, but we'll cross that bridge when we have to in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, I mean, it's the trade-off mistakes versus experience, right, yeah. at this point. Yeah. And listen, and it's not so much a toughness thing because Ball, Ball I, is just as tough, if not tougher, than Smith at this point. He's shown it, and, and you know, he's not afraid to, to, to lay the lumber. Yeah, and he can move for a big guy. He's a really good skater for someone who's like six six two thirty or whatever. His uh, and I think he's got better vision, better vision than Smith. Yeah, I think he, he moves the puck up through the neutral zone better than Smith does. He is a, a better um, passer for sure, puck mover than Smith. Sure. Um, so my stat attack is going to be from our Norris candidate Douglas. Hamilton, um, his stats from the Rangers game were absurd. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, and I'm not even going to talk about that laser he had on Saturday night against the Blackhawks because that was ridiculous too. But he, um, but the Devils, uh, Devils dominated with the star defenseman on the ice. The shot attempts were 27 to nine, sixteen to seven registered shots, sixteen to four scoring chances. And a 77.36 expected goals for percentage. And he recorded his 50, 50th assist that night. I mean, just that's just straight silly Dougie stuff right there. He was he was teaching the Rangers how to Dougie that night. Yeah, and it's funny that – not funny, but someone pointed it out in my mentions too. Like when Dougie has a game like that, usually a devil's win. And then he had a really – him and Jonas Singenthal had a really bad night against Winnipeg. And you saw the results there. So it does kind of like feel like when those two guys – have you know top-notch games the devils usually come out on top and when they have their worst games it ends up being a game like winnipeg on sunday night yeah it's 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 nuts but um yeah that's our stat attacks for the week should we enter the dungeon yeah so i am and i don't really want to do this because but you're gonna do it yeah i am gonna do it because like i think it's everyone complains about it i just lindy ruff and the the line juggling is starting to get on my nerves at this point the line bl- the line uh blender yeah like i i think that's kind of you almost expect it like the second the second period they're coming out with completely different lines yeah. you just expect it at this and point like, that was what made the rangers game so unique is that the lines that started that game finished it like he never changed the lines at any point during the rangers game they were the same and alex players. can we agree that was probably their best performance of the whole damn week oh yeah Without a doubt. Um, even the Chicago game, like, they were playing well. And then he kind of, like, switched things around at the end of the second period. And it worked out because Timo Meyer and Halla and Boquist. Yeah, but that's just because Timo Meyer is a play-driving winger. Yeah. So he's going to drive plays regardless who's on his line, which and we can get into another time that he probably deserves a contract before Brat just because... Brad's unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, but Meyer can drive a line. So can Brad. Brad's a pretty good play driver too. Um, they're two different players, but um, the thing is with like 
the Meyer, like, okay, you put him on the line with Hollow and Bocas against the Blackhawks, you know, that's that's one thing, but you know, the Jets may be kind of like a middle-of-the-pack NHL team this season, but they're still probably going to make the playoffs here. Um, different degree of competition, and you want Timo Meyer on your first line. Like, I don't know if the line combinations would have really made a difference against Winnipeg, because I think that was just part of playing three games at four nights. They got in at 2 a.m. the night before. I think you could have put the best lineup together, and they were they were going to get killed against Winnipeg. So, um, But I think that part of the reason why the Devils start off slow is Ruff doesn't always optimize his lines uh, well from the opening face-off. And, um, you know, I think you want Meyer with Nico Heischer and Mercer. Uh, <laughs> my... You want Timo Meyer with Nico Heischer and Dawson Mercer um, um, going forward, and then I think Tatar should be with Hughes and Brat. And Palat's just Palat's not scoring right now, and his best minutes have come with Hollow and Boquist. I would like Ruff. I think that's a fantastic third line, though. Yeah, like that's that's like on that's a great third line. Yeah, put Tatar. Let Tatar go do the dirty work. Yeah, I think so. That's why I think Palat should be with Hollow and Boquist because that's when Palat's looked his best this season. And I would like Ruff. Shout out to Palat though for absolutely trucking Truba. Uh, yeah, he wasn't taking any of that in the Rangers game when Mercer was trying to mix it up with him. Um, so I would like Ruff to just. Really, for like Timo Meyer's sake too. Meyer plays with like right. be patient. Yeah, just like stick with the like we saw in that Rangers game when you keep all four of them together for the whole you know dur- the duration of the game, it can work out pretty well. Um, and I guess he does it more on the road because you try to get more matchups, uh, more favorable matchups since teams you know have last change at home. But still, I would like him to stop with the line combo, you know, line blunders every period. I think. Um, Especially, you need to get the the line combinations right from the get go because I think that's part of the reason why they're they've had some of these slow starts in the first period. I completely agree. Uh, it's just it's annoying because I mean there's enough change in Timo's life by moving completely across the coast, learning a new system, and now you got to learn a new line mate every every ten minutes. Yeah, I think maybe that's part of Ruff's thinking is like I just play him with a bunch of players and come playoff time I'll, I'll know. Where he should be, and to, I guess I mean it wasn't going to make a difference. He did put Meyer back with Heischer and Brat to uh, in the I think in the second period of the Jets game. But I would like Brat to stick with Hughes and Meyer with Heischer, and however you want to fill out those two lines, whatever. Um, I guess you could even put Tatar with Meyer and Heischer. It'd probably be a pretty impressive line. Um, oh man, they would forecheck the shit out of teams. Yeah, so like, you could even do that. I mean, Tatar's been playing a little bit of right wing here and there. Um, so you could do that. Um, and then you could put um, Palat with Hughes and Brat, but um, whatever you do is just kind of keep him in one place. The line bundling, is, the line bundling thing is just a little bit too much at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, good call. I, I think Lindy needs to burn a little bit in the dungeon. Yeah, at least for this week. So I uh, have uh, an interesting individual I'm going to be throwing in the dungeon, and that is going to be Steve Petros. Is this the NHL schedule maker? Yes, very good. (laughs) That asshole deserves to be in the dungeon because... God, this schedule in March has been absurd. Like, how, how you can't rightfully have this many games. Was it 16 games in 31 days? Something like that. Something, yeah, like, that? something like that. 
We've had back-to-backs every freaking weekend. It's absurd. How are you expected teams to be healthy, ramped up, and ready to go for the playoffs when you're draining? This is a COVID schedule. This is absurd. Like, literally, shorten that bye week. I mean, the Devils had, like, three bye weeks this year. They don't need that. Just just inter- like make the schedule more digestible for a team as they're ramping up to go to the playoffs. I mean, I'm sorry, but this is just unacceptable. But Lucille agrees, apparently. So, um. Well, yeah, because she she's like, you know, dad's busy every other night now because, you know, Steve Petros, you know, decided, oh, let's go balls to the wall for the last month and a half of the season. Yeah, I no, I agree 100% too. Like, what's the, first of all, what's the point of the bye week if you're just going to be playing four games in six nights for like the last six weeks of the season? I, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so like if you're gonna if you're gonna do bye weeks with the NHL schedule, um, you gotta I think you have to start the regular season a week earlier. Like you can't be starting October twelfth or thirteenth or whatever. You gotta start like October fourth or fifth. <laughs> Lucille, common guest on this. We always get a Lucille appearance. Um, yeah, Lucille had to be evacuated by the Mrs. Fisherman. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I agree with you on the the schedule. I'm tired myself as a writer. It's kind of I no mess so measure what the players are going through. Um, well, I mean, getting in at two a.m. into I don't even where do you even fly into if you want to go to Winnipeg? Have an airport? Isn't that just like a running joke? I don't know. You texted me last yeah, no, night, I so I totally thought they didn't have. Serious a... about that, but like oh, the running oh. joke about Winnipeg that they don't have an airport. So um... well, I'm the idiot then. <laughs> I actually thought you were right. Uh, I mean, no, they must have an airport because how else are NHL teams getting there? So I don't think the NHL would have relocated them from Atlanta to Winnipeg without an airport. They're flying them into Pearson with a bus. Yeah, seriously, um, like driving from Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. So I agree with you on the schedule thing. It's uh, you gotta if you're gonna do the bye weeks, you have to make some adjustments somewhere else instead of trying to cram it in like this at the end of the season. I mean, or just get really rid of the All Star. Like no practice for like the last month because they don't have time for it. Yeah, it's absurd. I mean, and then, that's the other thing, because then you bring in all these deadline players and you have no time to practice, and it's, it makes the product at least not as viewable because you need to integrate these guys into the team. Yeah, so they're like they're basically learning on the fly during the games instead of having practice time to try to mesh with the team. So yeah, I agree. With that. I mean, look at look, they had a couple of days of practice before the Rangers game, and then Meyer gets a power play goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they tried him in a different spot in the power play on the bumper, and it, it worked. So. Yeah, that was a fantastic play by Jack. It was. I mean, yeah, it was. Love Jackie. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's leave the dungeon and uh, we'll get into the three stars of the week. Yeah, let's do it. All right, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so I mean, I kind of mentioned it, and well, not kind of. I did mention it in uh, Stat Attack. Uh, third star for me will be Kevin Ball because. Just playing, I think he's probably playing the best hockey of his career right now, um, which is you know, probably not saying much because he doesn't have much of a sample size in the NHL yet. But um, he's been playing really well. Him and Damon Severson mesh really well on that third pair. Um, I think they could be like pretty valuable come playoff time because I don't, not going to be too many teams that have a ther- third pair capable of playing the way they are. So um, hopefully they keep it up over the last five games of the regular season. 
No, I think that's completely fair. Uh, I was actually going to, you know, he's my second star of the week, so I, I, I'll just say that now. But my third star of the week is Mikey McLeod. Um, I thought Mikey, you know, maybe he's not getting the points or whatever, but I thought he's had um, a really strong week. Obviously, we know his prowess in, in the face-off dot, but, I mean, there's been some plays where he's flying in the zone, fighting off defenders, uh, I, I know he lacks that finishing touch, but he's seen a, a, a real offensive threat as of late um, and just getting a little unlucky when it comes to putting the puck in the net. Yeah, he has been playing well. Um, I think, I don't know how, I wouldn't say he's unlucky at shooting the puck at this point because his shot is atrocious. Um, like, if he could just, like, get half a shot. I was just being kind. Yeah, no, like, his shot is really bad. Um, like, if he could work on that this summer, he could be pretty, like, one of the best fourth liners in the league and he's already pretty decent fourth liner. So if he could just, and he's got the wheels yeah. and he's physical. I mean, and, and according to Nico, he's funny as hell. So, yeah. So, you know, hopefully, you know, obviously with the ongoing thing with the WJC investigation that we'll see what happens there, but if he's able to play next season, hopefully he works on his shot and that, cause that could give him a ton more value than he already has as a fourth line center. Definitely. Definitely. All right, who's your second star of the week? Second star of the week for me is going to be Eric Halla. Three goals this week. Uh, a goal in what, I think, every game except the Winnipeg game, right? So He better not be changing his underwear because whatever he's doing, uh, it, it's working out. Yeah. Three goals in three games. Seriously. You know, I guess he could only shoot like 4% for so long or whatever it was at one point. I think he was even down at like 2.5%, which is nuts. Um so he's finally getting some positive shooting luck, but um, he's playing well just besides getting some goals. Um, I think he will definitely be a valuable piece for them as a third line center in the playoffs. And uh, I think he's even kind of getting close to playing himself into a new contract with the Devils for next season. I think that's... Sounds like he wants to stay yeah. based off all of his comments. Yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely think he's probably someone you want to have back on like a two, three year deal if you can get that worked out. So hopefully he finishes with the clock strong close to the regular season as well and he's got a he's got he's a, he's got a bite to him too like he's feisty and i like that yeah that's what you need from like a third line center a little bit of a little bit of feistiness bite and then someone who has like some scoring upside like him like he could still plausibly get 40 points and that was after having like two goals for like 80 percent of the season my third line center is giving me thir- 40 points i'm, the, I'm there for it yeah Okay, uh, since I've already given my second star of the week, I'll kick us off with the first star, and we probably have the same one here. But, uh, Alex, what time is it? It's Timo time. It is Timo time. Uh, congratulations to Timo Meyer, not only winning some sort of Citizen of the Year award for Switzerland, or I don't know, Him, all the greatest traps and what was it? Greatest traps of Switzerland? Was that, <laughs> yeah, was that possibly, it? Possibly, but uh, it was all the yeah. Swiss players from the Devils, I think, right? Yes, yes, yes. But uh, Timo's the only one getting first star of the week uh, on Devils on the Rush. (laughs) So, uh, um, yeah, Timo. I mean, listen, this was his breakout week. Uh, Shout out to uh, all his haters. Um, You know who you are. Um, Glad we gave him more than six games. But um, here we go. Uh, You know, I'm I'm happy that Timo's doing well, um, and he really showed it this week. He was driving play. He's an absolute bull, as Lindy said. Um, This is added physicality, his speed. You know he's got a wicked shot. I'm just really happy to see him starting to gel on this this squad. Yeah, and that's why I'm an advocate for just trying to keep him on one line at this point. But 
if Ruff sees differently, then I don't think there's much we can do about it. His expected goals uh, for when he's on the ice is just absurd. Yeah, I got to look back later, like what it is with the Devils in general, but I would have to think it's probably like high 50s, even low 60s. Yeah, he's, he's really driving the lines he's on. So shout out to Timo. Uh, anything else before we kick it to Coop? Uh, I mean, we already covered the coming week, so uh, I think that covers it for me until we get to, or to get before we get to the interview. Okay, well, um, you know, thanks guys for listening, and um, we will catch you. Yeah, we'll probably record next. Oh, They're no, off on uh, Sunday. I don't think they got any Sunday games left. So they don't. Uh, but I will be out of town, so we will record Monday. All right. Sounds good to me. Alrighty. Well, uh, you know, uh, I hope everyone has a great, uh, fun week watching the Devils uh, back in action tomorrow night against the Penguins. And uh, with that being said, we'll take a short break and kick it to Coop. And we are back from break with a very special guest this week to help us break down the Devils-Rangers game. And for the first time, we'd like to welcome in Scott Cooper to Devils on the Rush. Scott, how you doing today? Pleasure to be with you guys. Doing fine. Oh, that's great. And uh, for our listeners, uh, let's provide a little context to uh, Coop and, and who he is and, and, and why he's on today. Uh, Coop is the self-proclaimed super fan for the New York Rangers. Um, Coop, where did your fandom begin with the, with the New York Rangers? You know, guys, I was thinking about this morning, uh, you know, I'm um, significantly older than you guys. I, I go back, I go way back, and probably we're looking at the early 70s where the Rangers had that good streak that uh, they lost in the finals to the Bruins in 72. That's kind of where it picked up. But it, as, as I was talking to somebody before I came over here today, I, my father wasn't a hockey fan. I don't know how I I don't know how I, uh, I fell into it, but I fell into it. And it, just, it just gathered momentum after that, and it just, it's been crazy since. I mean, it just – Love the, love the game, but I don't have any one specific, you know, I mean, like I said, it wasn't a family thing. Uh, I didn't play. Anything like that just kind of latched on, I guess. And, you know, and the funny thing is, guys, as, as you're not aware because you're much younger, I mean, you didn't see that many games. I never saw – I lived in New York, upstate New York. I never saw a Ranger home game on TV. All, all it was on was a Channel 9. You watched Ranger uh, road games on Channel 9, some of them on tape delay. So that was your conduit to the games. They played Sunday night at home at 7 o'clock. They played Wednesday night at home. Then they were on the road Tuesday. I think it was Tuesdays and Saturdays. It was pretty much the standard fare. You know, you had 14 teams at that time. But I don't really have one specific reason, but it just it started and it snowballed. And, and, and as your fandom grew, I, I know you have a special connection to the 94 Rangers. Do you want us to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was an, obviously an unbelievable year. I mean, I was lucky enough – for six years of my life to work at Madison Square Garden Network doing PR. And that morphed into doing stats for Sam and JD on uh, on MSG Network. So I did all the stats for them uh, for games. So I was at all the games, which was another luxury of working there. And got to know JD real well, Sam very well. And, you know, 94 was just, you know, magical. Um, something you'll never forget. And uh, I, I may have to hang on to that for quite a while, but <laughs> I'm latching on to it. Uh, At it least was, we're hoping so. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, <laughs> it's It was just a fabulous time. And uh, I, learned, I learned so much and uh, hang out with guys. And 
again, just one of those years you wish, you hope you live again. You know, you hope you live long enough to see again. Now, in that run, I know obviously you guys, you know, uh, won the cup. And, and outside of winning the cup, was there was there a moment that year or a favorite memory from that year that that sticks out? I don't know if there was anything specific. I mean, it was just one of those years where everything went well. You know, you know, Messier played. You know, it's just a team that came together. Zuboff, I mean, you know, people forget Zuboff led them in points. I think he had 89 points. You know, he and Leach. And, uh, you know, there were just, you know, uh, there was just a, a, a mixture of uh, a mixture of very good players that, that came together. Messier was the glue. Richter was a big game goalie. And it just fell together. And, you know, the game seven at Devils, I mean, you guys don't want to hear it, but, I mean, it was a, it was a fabulous game. Still remember Stefan Richer winding up at the face-off circle. I thought the game was over in overtime. He got room, got loose at the face-off circle, wound up, and I just took got one foot off my seat. I said, this is it. Richter made the save, bounced around, and the rest, you know, a few minutes later, Mateau finished it. But I I, I thought it was over there when Richer had the room. Were, were you a little nervous when Messier made the guarantee? No, no, I, not at all. I mean, I just, I just didn't know where that was series was going to go. Then, I mean, the Devils were dominant in Game Four. Rangers had won Game Three uh, on the Matteau overtime goal. Game Four, that's where there, you know, they, apparently there was a fission that was starting on the bench between Keenan and the group. The Devils won there, and anyone Game Five convincingly, and you're just saying, you know, I mean, I mean, it was, it was going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It was just flat out going the wrong way, and. You know, without Mike Richter, that series is over in six. So Devils got the two early goals, if I remember correctly. He made a couple circus saves to keep it close, and then the Rangers just fought their way back into it with Kovalov and Messier taking over. But, you know, as, as great as the supporting cast was, they, they don't get there without Richter. I mean, he, I mean, he was fabulous in game six. And not that he wasn't a great goalie anyway, but that, that game could have gotten out of hand in the first period, and there was no reeling it in. So guarantee or no guarantee, that was, that, that was Richter. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how many times you guys being at your age have seen that, but, you know, that was two to nothing, could have been four to nothing, and then it's lights out, game's over. Now, did you have a favorite player from that team? No, that's what I find out. You know, that's what I find like, like people say about this year, this year's Ranger team. You know, you're, you're a fan of a team. Not really. I mean, you know, I, you, know you, you like them all. I mean, they just meshed real well. You know, Leach was just a special talent. Um I, I wouldn't say favorite player, but I think, you know, Steve Larmer was so underrated for that team. You know, just a great two-way player. You know, Messier's Messier. Um, and you don't win without the goalie. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say I had a favorite player. Um, I think the the additions worked out. I just loved the, the pickup of Larmer because he's such a good vet, good two-way player. Um, I wouldn't say any favorites. You know, you just latch on. You like them all. Mm-hmm. You like them all. Now let's let's fast forward a little bit to to this year's Rangers team, and and wh- what would you grade the team so far through 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 you know eight seven seven eight games left? I know you you just came off watching the, the matinee game against the Caps. Um, we're recording today uh, mm-hmm. Sunday April second. Where, where are you where are you grading the current Rangers team? That's a great question. Uh, you know what I mean? You started the you, before the year started. You said do they, do they get to a hundred points? You probably say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get to 100. I don't know if they're going to have the, you know, the, the bounces they got last year. And I think the thing with the Rangers, and I think you guys will agree, I mean, they have been incredibly lucky, lucky injury-wise and very fortunate. 
now they've lost Lingren, but teams have lost guys. I mean, you know, you, you've lost Hedo for a couple stretches, but, you know, you know, your Trubo, who plays a hard game, has played every game. Um, you know, Miller had the suspension, but, you know, everybody else has played, so they've been very lucky uh, injury-wise. So I think, again, you know, you have to grade it now with the, with the additions of Tarasenko and, uh, and Kane and Mikola, and they're a much better team. Do they get to 100 without them? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're going to be third regardless. Um, I would say I would say a, a B plus. I would say B B plus only because you know you didn't think they could duplicate what they did last year, and you know they're going to they're going to come re- relatively close at least regular season wise. And and in that B plus, where what do you think is their greatest strength? Well, depth. You know, I think offensive depth without question. Um, you know, they're able, you know, again, they've stayed healthy. Uh, and, you know, Shesterkin's a given. Uh, he might not have had the year he had last year, but he's still a guy you trust. Uh, I don't think anyone could have duplicated that year. No, no. I, I, you know, and I, people say, well, he's not what he was last year. Well, you know, he's, you know, he's still a top three guy. He however, was on Mars last year. Yeah. I mean, however you want to roll the dice, he's top Good three. Good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he was, you know, just fabulous. But, I mean, I think, I think the depth of their scoring – you know, uh, the kid line played very well today. That that may be the key to them going forward. I mean, if they can if they can sustain it and they have the last few games, that might give them the added depth. Fourth line is just much better. Than, you know, I mean, when you can go VC, uh, Mott, and Goodrow on a fourth line, it's a pretty good fourth line. You know, I mean, uh, it's a lot of sandpaper there. Yeah, and you know what, and, and, and you know what, yeah, the guys that can they can poke in a couple here or there. You know, I mean, you know, you, there's no there's no throwaways. No knock to Ryan Reeves, who really filled his role real well, but he wasn't a threat to score. You know, you know, they, they have some negatives too. I mean, and we can go over that. Uh, yeah, what, what do you see as their biggest weakness? Well, I mean, I, I think the Devils present a lot of problems to them with speed. And are the Rangers, to me, are the Rangers big enough? I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything differently. I think the trades were great, you, you know, you were you were short on the right side. You brought in two guys. You didn't trade anybody who was probably going to make any difference this year, next year. Blay wasn't coming back. Gauthier wasn't coming back. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know you didn't lose Roberts Robertson or uh, Zach Jones on defense. Two of your best prospects. Excuse me. So I w- I wouldn't trade anything there. But I just wonder, <clears throat> wonder are they strong enough on the wall against the Devils? Can they get in on the Devils? Assuming they play them, can they get in on them? Can they can they force their D enough? <clears throat> they didn't the other night. The Devils were the better team. Are they big enough? I won't say in the trenches. I mean, you don't have to run people over, but can they get to the wall? And can can they forecheck enough to create mistakes? Because if they create mistakes, they'll, they'll finish on the other end. But are they are they? I guess are they too dependent? Are they too rush dependent? Would be <laughs> would be my question. Good stuff, Alex. You have anything for our special guest? Um, yeah, I mean, just like going off what he just said, I think their biggest, the Rangers' biggest weakness is they can't defend the rush. They're they're pretty bad uh, against defending the rush. I think the Devils kind of that's why the Devils went three zero and one against them in the regular season, um, especially in that game on Thursday night. Uh, just in the first period specifically, it felt like the Devils were able to do whatever they wanted on the rush. Um, wasn't hard to gain the defensive zone against the Rangers, and once the Devils get in the offensive zone, they usually go to work with the players they have. So. That's probably going to be a problem for the Rangers when they play each other in the, assuming they play each other in the, the first round of the playoffs. Because um, I think that's the Devils' strength and that's the Rangers' biggest weakness. So 
you're gonna they're gonna have to rely on Shesterkin for sure to get through um, in that first round if that's how things play out. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the the, de- the devil's speed will give anybody a problem. You know, yeah, give I the agree. Rangers a problem. Um, I think the Devils were the better team the other night. Yeah, yeah should we hop right into the other night? <laughs> yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah, so Coop, give us give us your analysis of you know first the season series and then you know what 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 you saw on uh was that thursday night while you were yeah, sitting next th- to me thursday night. <laughs> yeah uh, you know again i would just reiterate i think the devils are a quick team uh alex makes a good point i don't know if the rangers will defend well enough i mean i i, I certainly think if you look at this series i wouldn't i wouldn't say the rangers certainly <clears throat> i think it's a coin flip series yeah um, i agree uh, the Rangers are certainly dangerous enough. Shesterkin, as I've talked to the fisherman, who's a, who's a good buddy of mine here, I, you know, my, my question would be from your end, uh, I'm not saying he can't, but, you know, can, Vanich- uh, can Vanacek do it every night? I mean, can yeah. he do it every night? That's that's what that's what would, would be my question there. And, you know, can, you're, you know it, can the Rangers forecheck enough to create problems? Um I don't think we're going to see a lot of two-one games, Alex. Is what I'm saying. I don't no, think I don't think so. Either. I don't think we're going to see a lot of those. I just don't. I think they're too talented. Both teams are too talented. The Devils' speed's going to give the Rangers problems. Um, it, it, it's got. To, it all has to be just a matter of time before the Rangers' power play gets untracked. I mean, there's just too much there, um, and they looked okay today, but the Caps aren't the Devils. Um, yeah. I mean, the Rangers' power play is, they've been creating, they haven't really had a problem creating chances this year. They just haven't found the back back of the net as often as they did a season ago uh, on the power play. But it's like a ticking time bomb at this point. Like, they could just kind of explode for goals at any point. Yeah, I think they're just too, you know, you you, you get the usual criticism that they're just too, you know, pass first happy. Yeah. Which is probably the case. But I don't know that you can hold them down that long. Um, Again, I I think... I think since the trade, I think the only thing that's really surprised me, or has been a, been a little bit of mystifying, is that the, the you know the power play hasn't been lethal, which you figured the power play would be lethal. Well, yeah. who's your ideal PP one? Uh, well, I'm a Kreider guy. I mean, Kreider has to be there. Um, yeah, I agree with built, that. He's built for the front of the net. Yeah, the I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I watched him again today. I mean, he set up a couple screens. Pucks went off the post. I mean, I'm a Kreider guy. I'm a I'm a huge Kreider fan. So you got Kreider in front of the net. Who are you putting on the wings? Well, I mean, you have to have Kane and Panarin on the wings, right? Along like the half and walls. Okay, in the bumper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although Mika's, he makes his living off that one-time spot. You know, he like does. Spot, he does, so. and that's where he's so used to being. You know, I, yeah. You know, and <clears throat> Trocheck, who's been an outstanding addition for them, he's exactly what they've needed. It's a little grit down the middle, two hundred foot player, good face-off guy. His numbers are right where you thought they would be. I don't know if he's ideal on the power play, you know. So yeah. I don't know what configuration would really work. Um, yeah, sometimes you, know, you have a- like, I think, like Alex said, they're way too. I think the Rangers are way too reliant on, on you know Mika unloading bombs from the faceoff circle. I mean, they're way too reliant on there. You have too much talent not to that be for that to be your top option. It should yeah. be an option, but I think I think they look for they look to that too much. Yeah, it's a- Do you think about putting Kane in the bumper. He's so good. I, I would yeah, I would think I about it. I don't like the thing with Kane is he's so good with like the Royal Royal Road like cross ice passes that yeah. having him on the half walls, it's probably better to have him there. Um, You're probably right, because he sees the ice. I mean, I even watched it today. I mean, he didn't have <clears throat> he didn't have a standout game, but like in the third, you saw him just the way he sees things, 
Yeah, he yeah, still yeah, got yeah. the vision. Yeah, the vision's there. And I mean, when he set up uh, Zibanejad for the fifth goal, I mean, he didn't even hesitate. He went to the back, came to the pass. He, he didn't even, you know, he didn't even hesitate. Yeah. He saw him. It wasn't a, it wasn't an incredibly easy pass to make, but he just, the decision making is just, you know, phenomenal. I mean, it's his a little hands bit, are phenomenal. It's a little bit like the Devils. Um, like they obviously the Rangers go get Kane and Tarasenko, and the Devils get Meyer, and all of a sudden you have too many options for the first power play unit. So it's like, what do you do here? Um, like the Devils have use Timo in the one-timer uh, position on the right side. They've used him as a net front presence. They use him in the bumper. So they're still trying to figure it out, too. And there, maybe there's a little bit of that still going on with the Rangers with Kane and Tarasenko because they've only been there for, what, like 15, 20 games. So yeah, I think a little uh, time. You're right. And I think Panarin and, and uh, Kane have just deferred too much to one another. You know? Yeah. I mean, especially especially Panarin deferring to, to Kane. And you know, I think it'll get sorted out. Um, I, look, I don't think the re- if the Rangers don't win, I don't think it's going to be because of lack of goal scoring. You know, I think uh, you know they're going to have to defend. They're going to have to defend. Um, and I, I don't think either of these teams want to li- live off the PK either. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean the Devils. I mean, I mean that's it. stating the obvious, but with these two teams could be murderous on the P. Yeah, on the PP. Yeah, like the, that was the thing on Thursday night is the Rangers weren't able to get anything going at five on five. So like the, all the Devils really had to do is just not take penalties. And I think I remember right, the Rangers' one goal was Kreider on the power play, right? Off a of botch clearance. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. sitting next to Coop. I go, "This is gonna be a goal." Soon as yeah, I knew, yeah, I knew right away that was gonna be a goal too. One soon as Sharon Govich got too cute at the blue line. Yeah, um, I was like, "This is gonna be a goal." Here it comes. Yes. But but you know, while while the Rangers were in that game, every step, I mean. Tell, tell me the amount of time they had in the offensive zone. I mean, it just wasn't. Yeah. It's well, not that's enough. A, that's I mean, the thing. It's like enough. when the Devils can create off the rush like they do in like a team like the Rangers, they can't defend off the rush or they kind of get hemmed in often. I think that was kind of a problem in all four matchups between the two teams this season uh, for the Rangers. Is, um, just the, the playing styles are so differently offensively versus defensively that I think that's like kind of the key matchup you were going to look for in a playoff series is uh can the Devils create enough off the rush to get past Shesterkin? Because I think Shesterkin, like you said, is obviously an eraser compared to Vanacek. So um, the Devils are going to have to score goals. Because I, like, I, I agree. Like, I don't know. Is Vanacek going to be good enough to do it for a six or seven game series? Um, he's been pretty good. I think that's season, the biggest question for Devils, Devils fans. No too. question. I, mean, I, I think it is too. Yeah, for Devils fans, I think it's the biggest question for them too. Well, that's what the Fisherman and I have talked about all year. We've had a lot of fun with it. And I mean, I've. <laughs> I, I try to give an honest take on the Rangers because I watch every game. I'm a diehard fan, and I just, you know, I said, "Look, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume Shesterkin can do it because I've seen him do it." Yeah, I don't know if Vanacek can. I don't know that he can. Yeah, I just don't have anything that's shown me that he can. Yeah, and you know, it's, you know, it, 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 we'll find out. But I mean, yeah. he, I thought he was good the other night. I didn't think he had to be great enough, but he was good. He just needs to be as good as Darcy Kemper was for the. For the Avalanche, right? I, I watched Darcy Kemper again today, and it's still a mystery. Yeah, amazing. I mean, the, the Caps are, uh, since the trade deadline, just oof, they're giving up a lot on defense, and the Rangers kind of just had their way um, today. But, yeah, the thing with Vanacek is, is I think he only has, like, two games, like, playoff games of uh, worth of experience, and that came last season against Florida, and he got benched for Samsonov in that series. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we just don't really know. Um if he can do it in the playoffs or not, but this Devils team is a lot better than that Caps team last season, so we'll see. 
I think fatigue's our biggest question at this point, right? Because this is the most games he's ever played. Um, yeah. This deep into a season. And I also think, you know, when he gets the rest, he seems like he's, he's fine and comes to play in the big games, right? He he pitched a shutout against the Canes two weeks ago and then obviously had a, had a pretty stellar performance against the Rangers. Uh, on Thursday, I, I think it's just, are we going to get that night in and night out when he doesn't have three or four nights to sit down and rest? Yeah, and that's the thing now is that they've basically secured their playoff spot at this point. I mean, it's just a matter of home ice advantage, I think, at this point. Maybe they can catch the Canes. We'll have to see what happens with that Islanders-Hurricanes game in a little bit. That could put the Devils in first place if they win tonight. But, you know, you can split starts with him in Blackwood for the rest of the season. They got six games remaining, including tonight. So you could probably do like a 4-2 split depending on, you know, who you want to play against whatever team. But, um, yeah, I mean, fatigue also, is definitely this, the issue for him. That's yeah, all right. <laughs> I apologize. Sorry no, it's okay. <laughs> this all of a sudden's turned into a very interesting game, the Islanders-Canes. Yeah. I mean, the Islanders obviously laid an egg last night. I didn't see a, I didn't see a second of it. I think Sorokin got pulled. Uh, I don't know even – did Varlamov start last night? I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. I just know they got killed. No, I think I think Sorokin got the yank. It oh, was did four he? nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they're still fighting I think, for. A did I see that right? Braden Point has forty-seven goals. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. like no one's like talking about it too. That he's is absurd. Just, like, yeah. just coming around fifty goals, like as if they have him at happened. what six? They have him at, at a really friendly deal too, isn't it? Like uh, six a year or seven a year? Some, I gotta look that up, but yeah, I don't. I don't think he's uh, gotten like the you know the big contracts like Sergachev or the other guys that got recently. Let me pull up cap friendly real quick here. So let's yeah, see what's Braden Point. Breeze Ball has a he has a knack of getting guys at good numbers. Yeah, well, so Braden, with, no, no, he's, with he's at nine five. He's already at nine five. So who point? Yeah, yeah he's at nine point five million. Okay, well, he deserves every penny. Did he? Did he get mate your deal? Yeah, yeah, he's signed through like the twenty past the twenty seven twenty eight season, so he's locked mm-hmm. up long term. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the and Tanner Janot the. Deadline. He scored a goal last night. Acquisition just, first of the first of first of his uh, yeah, Tampa Bay of, career. Yeah, so you know they used are, all that assets on him. Isles uh, still fighting. I mean, Buffalo's like still hanging around there. Pittsburgh, you know, they don't want the streak to end. Florida got hot again after not being hot and then being hot before. I think kind of a streaky team. So the Isles are still fighting for it. It's a big game for them tonight. Yeah, so so Sorokin. Sorry to interrupt, but Sorokin did get the start. Uh, he had four goals on uh, what's that? Twenty-one shots. No, oh, that just sounds like he was facing. When did he get pulled? Oh, that, that, come on, that's too much in-depth analysis for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, uh, I forgot we're a fact-free podcast. Yeah, come uh, on. Um, uh, so. Yeah, no, I mean. I think that was just more like a thing where the Isles, because I saw a little bit of the game, and I think the shot clock was like heavily in favor towards Tampa. So they probably just kind of pulled him to send a message mm-hmm. to the team like he can't play this poorly. It's an interesting game tonight. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you can look at the date and, and, and whatnot, and you know the Canes are secure, obviously, playoff wise. But, you know, I, it, it's not out of the realm that the Devils could win the division. Islanders. I, look, I think they make the playoffs, but you know, coming off last night, what are you going to get tonight? They yeah. don't score a lot, um, yet they play a style that you don't want really want to deal with in the playoffs. But I don't yeah, know. I think I, I mean, I Islanders still I think they make it. I still think they make it. Do you, yeah. do you think there's any chance the Islanders can knock off the Canes? They played the style, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. 
I don't think they can do it. I don't think they have the goal scoring to do it. Like, they're so reliant on Sorokin, and Sorokin, I mean, he could win the Vezina this year, but that'd be a lot to ask him to steal a whole series against Carolina. I don't think they could. They could make it an interesting series, but I don't think they could get four wins against Carolina. Well, you got two grinded-out teams, and I think it was mentioned on the TNT telecast today that uh, Fisherman and I have talked about, you know, that the Canes are a heck of a team, but they expend a lot of energy to play the style of that, that they play for 82 games and you know you know yeah. the man the man the man the man style is grueling on the body and, and they don't have to be yep, exactly. ready and he didn't do anything at the deadline yeah and they, they had money to do at the deadline and you know they were obviously in on Meyer and you keep saying well we tried we tried we tried well you know you what do you mean some- Jesse Polvari's not moving the you had to find somebody didn't you I mean yeah. you're on the cusp of it um yeah I'm sure they would have changed if the Sveshnikov injury happened before it, the deadline. That they probably would have changed their plans, but yeah, it Good is point, what it is. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, I'm surprised they weren't in on O'Reilly. Yeah, we were talking uh, about that. They need a centerman. They need a centerman. Yeah, I mean, Kotkaniemi, I think, is their second line center, right? Which is not—he's great defensively, but the scoring isn't really there. So, well, you're um, looking at step, step on, and they've been scratched. I don't, I don't know last few games, but Stassi's been scratched. That you just have no—you know, no foot speed there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, O'Reilly made a lot of sense. And I, look, I don't know the background of, you know, who was available, who wasn't uh, as far as the trade wise, but O'Reilly, we, you know, we talked about as being, a, you know, he would be a great, would have been a great fit there. Um, and, but I don't know if he had, did he, did he have a no move as, as far as where he could go uh, or where he could No, I don't think he or, had anything. Uh, okay. I don't think he had like any of that NTC or, N- or NMC. Yeah, I don't, it's it's kind of shocking because Waddle did Waddle. That's his name. Waddell. 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 Yeah. yeah, I'll call him Waddle. Um, <laughs> he 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 talked a big game though. Coming up to he the did. trade deadline, that oh we're gonna make moves, this that and the other thing, and they didn't do anything. And if I'm a Canes fan, you're you're a little bit disappointed. I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm asking. I mean, got not, to spare. Right. I mean, I mean, would you have been? I don't know if he would have served the purpose, but I mean, would you have looked at Van Reems like? Yeah, probably. Could have gotten I mean, for a song. I mean, I don't know what you're dealing with with Philadelphia. I mean, I don't know how they. I don't know how they didn't move him. I mean, yeah, know, that's a whole another story right there. Yeah, right. we've gotten into the dumpster fire that I is mean, the Philadelphia Flyers. You have, you have to move an unrestricted guy. Whether we it's do have some third. common ground there. I mean, <laughs> if you do have a, you know, if it's a third or fourth rounder, I mean, somebody had to be interested in James Rand, Van Reems. I'm sure there were teams interested, but they just they misread the market. I think because all the teams that were looking for wingers got them. Like Vegas got Barbashev. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my, uh, the Devils got Meyer, the Rangers. I don't think they would have gone for Van Zriemsdijk, but they got their guys. Um, but, the, but the other guy that goes unmentioned a lot is Besser. And as we saw in the letter that Rutherford just put out. To his name Van- wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. to the Vancouver. I, I don't know if you saw his coup, yeah. but Rutherford just published a letter to the season ticket holders of the Canucks. And he named uh, Pedersen, Hughes, um, and a couple uh, uh, Demko. Um, but yeah. nowhere was Besser named whatsoever in that letter as as the young core going forward. And yeah. if you know that's the case, I mean, why aren't why aren't you trying to? You know, I'm yeah. sure he's getting dealt this summer. I'd yeah, before the trip, before the draft, you think? Yeah, he's that's not going to be in Vancouver next year. That's a big ticket, though, and I don't know how many years he has left. But he's at six five, right? Yeah, but he only has two years left after this one. So, and I think Vancouver. If they're willing to retain like a million dollars on that, you could probably get a taker. But he, he's a, a big her. he's a big candidate for change of scenery. Mm-hmm. 
But I think I think he wanted to go to the wild, and the wild probably just can't make that work with yeah, the crazy cap situation. Yeah, yeah. So look at that. We even get into like some Canes talk here, some trade deadline stuff. Look at us. Yeah, Bro, I know. Um, and then, um, so, so what's your prediction with, uh, how the Rangers season ends? Well, I mean, you're, again, you're fine tuning again. I mean, that's, that's, those are the watch words, you know, those are the words we're using. I mean, I, you know, I laugh at the people say, well, you're going to rest people. Well, no, well, no, you're not. You don't have to, you don't have the available cap space. You know, this isn't a, you know, major league baseball where your, your roster expands. I mean, they're carrying 21 now and one of them's lingering. So I mean, no, you're not going to rest, guys. You can, you know, you can portion out ice time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I mean, I think you want to do things the right way, and you know, same thing with you guys. You want to stay healthy. At mm-hmm. the same time, you know what? It, it's a pretty good caveat for the Devils. Look, if you can, if you can avoid the Rangers, you, why not? Um, mm-hmm. And if if the Rangers can avoid the Devils, if the Devils go to one, why not? I mean, it, it's it, to me the series is a coin flip series. To be honest with you, though, I'd rather play the Rangers than the Florida Panthers at this point. No, yeah, yeah. no. Uh, I mean, the the it's just because we don't. It's nothing. It's not a slight against the Rangers. It's like we just have not looked good against the Panthers this year, and that's why. Nah, yeah, but I'd rather go against Bobrovsky than – Fair enough, yeah. Out. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, he's like the red-headed stepchild of all the Russian goaltenders that are, you know, incredible. Yeah, and honestly, I don't put like – this. you can even apply this to the Rangers too. Like I don't really put that much stock into regular season uh, matchups. Like the Devils, last time they made the playoffs, they won 3 no against the Lightning. Yeah, and then they get lost the series in five games to Tampa. So, like, I don't think it really means too much, honestly. Once the playoffs start, it's a whole new ball game. You just kind of throw out what happened in the regular season. Uh, yeah, I, I just, from my own health, I, I mean, five, seven games with the Rangers. I I might go gray yeah. by the end of it. Or I, I might look um, like Coop by the end of it. I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, based off my Twitter mentions and notifications during Devils-Rangers games, that I think it's going to be a tough series for a lot of Devils fans. So... So if it goes seven games, that's what two weeks usually it goes. So that's yeah, it could yeah, be kind of tough. I'm a lot older than you guys. I don't know if I could survive seven. Yeah, <laughs> listen, especially if you, you, you sit you next guys, to me for a couple are, of them. You guys are young. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the gloves might come off here. <laughs> All right, one, one last question before before we wrap this up, and and, and you know, we we thank you so much for for joining us yeah. today. Thank you, blessed. And we, we hope you. to hope hope to have you on in the future. Um, you know, and, and as as you know, who who has been the devil's player, present, past, you know, you name it, that you've enjoyed watching the most? Oh, there's been, well, there's been a lot. How about I we mean, how about we start with the past and then we can go to present? I always thought Niedermeyer was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always thought Niedermeyer was great. Um, you know, it's I didn't like watching a lot of them because they were. Pre- they're pretty good. They're very good. And, you know, with Jock, with Jock coaching, you know, you got down one nothing, and you already start. You hit the panic button. So <laughs> you hit the car. I don't think, you know, let me put it this way: I don't think I appreciated Niedermeyer as much as I as I do now. Yeah, he was a game changer. It was like for puck I mean, moving defenseman. But if he played in this NHL, oh. he would. I mean, oh. it'd be he'd even have an even more stellar career than he did back then. Right. Yeah. And how about on this Devils team? Who who do you enjoy most watching? Well, I think I think Hughes is. Li- oh, I'm sorry. Let me backtrack a little bit. I think, and Larry Brooks wrote today. I think 
uh, in his slap shots column that, you know, it'd be hard pressed to, to think that the Devils could have gotten any, you know, let me paraphrase. Devils have gotten their money's worth with Dougie Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah no question. I mean, I, you know, I didn't know. I mean, he, you know, like like Larry said, I mean, he'd just been fabulous. Um, yeah, he's been ridiculously good. Well, because, I mean, as a Devils fan, obviously, you know, we're, we're a small market team. And um, and when we landed Dougie in that free agency, that was huge for us, right? Because not typically do we land large free agents. But in the back of a lot of Devils' minds, I think, was this is a guy that's been on multiple teams, hasn't been able to uh, stick for a long time. Um, and, and we're giving him this massive ticket, right? And then, and then last season happens, and he obviously he's got the broken toe and the, and the broken jaw, and you know you kind of let that go due to injuries. And then, and then the season he's having this year, it's it's been um, been awesome. I just think when you, you you get a guy like that, and I think it just opens the floodgates for other UFAs coming there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it, it changes the whole specter of things. Now, Meyer's going to get signed, and there's no reason not to. I mean, and, and to me, it's it's great for you guys. You're you're getting a 26 year old guy in his prime. So whether you give him seven or eight years, you know, I mean, it, you, you're still making an outstanding deal. This isn't this isn't a 31 year old that the back end of his deal is not going to look real good. Back end of his deal might not look great, but you, you I mean, you're looking at a guy in his prime. I don't, don't know. Don't worry, I, we already did that in the offseason. What's that? Palat. Jay Palat, yeah. yeah. We all have done it. <laughs> but I, I don't want to go through, I don't want to go through bad signings on the Bobby Holik. Oh. <laughs> uh, we I think could Drew, go down that, a rabbit that, hole here. Yeah. <laughs> that that being said, I think Drury's done a fabulous job. I mean, he got he at a really good number. That was a good contract, yeah. He got him really a really good, good number. Drury's done a great job. Um who's your favorite center on the Rangers? Well, some, Alex, some have told me the Heedle's the best center on a team. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, in, in this, you know. He's good. Th- this comment was alcohol-free, too, I believe. And I I, I, oh, I was stone-cold sober when I said Yeah, and you know what? I, I, the problem was, Alex, is I, I didn't, you know, at my age, my hearing's going. I said, are you kidding? Are you kidding? And then, he did, of course, he didn't pronounce the name right. He called him Cheeto. Yeah. So right away, I just put it aside. I'm like, he... he He's, he's too smart to come up with that comment. There's got to be something to it. Yeah, I mean, I guess he forgot about Mika Zibanejad at that. Uh, yeah, that, uh, well, that's what I thought. But you know, I, you know, he's enlightened me on so many things. But uh, this, I'm not buying this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm with Coop on this one for sure. I can't tell. I can't objectively sit here and tell you Heedle is a better center than Zibanejad. Alex, the, fu- the funny thing is, was this, this comment came out of thin air. He goes, "Well, by the way, Cheeto's your best center." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he texted it to me. I think like, yeah, what? Are you kidding? Dude, and I was—I just like gave him the the eye like eyebrow raise emoji. I'm like, mm. what's going on here? Well, I, I said if he is, then we're good down the middle for a long time. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think you are. And 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 before before we go, uh, what's Lafreniere get signed at? Ooh. I would imagine they bridge deal him. You know, he's got to get more than Kako did, right? Yeah, Kako, what did Kako get? Two one. Is Kako yes. going to be on this team in two years? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I, do you think you get him to like a reasonable four-year deal? Yeah, he's only I mean, a forty-point score right now. So, like, unless he breaks out, you know, in the next couple well, you of know, years, you know, you know, it is too, guys. I mean, we're, we're looking. 
Going back to yours, I think I think you get Lafreniere at three. Yeah, I agree with that. Who's your deal? Uh, but I think the thing you're looking at here is, you know, I don't think Kako or Lafreniere ever is going to be an explosive scorer. Okay, and I like Lafreniere's game, and he had a he had a nice goal today. I think he's he's gonna chunky. Over, yeah, and he, he'll play a physical game. Um, I don't see him ever being a 35-40 goal guy. I hope I'm wrong. I don't see, but I see him being a very good NHLer, a real good top six guy. Um, but Makako benefits from the standpoint that you know this team we don't the Rangers don't have right wings. Yeah, you know he's I also mean playing with the Rangers' best center, so exactly, exactly. Yeah. So he's definitely getting carried. Alex, I will tell you too. He, our friend here mocked the kid line to me at the All Star break, and I, I put that in my back pocket, <laughs> and I'm just waiting to throw the salvo back at him. Uh, well, <laughs> mock them. The Devils did have them that got the best of them in that last game on Thursday. So, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I wasn't I wrong though. I mean, Hughes had more points than all three combined. Yeah, but it, it was obviously a cheap shot that you threw out <laughs> via text. You didn't even do it face to face. I saw was- you later that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, just, let me just tell you. If, if things go if things go my way, hopefully we'll see. It's in my back pocket here. What, what, did, what did I text you last night uh, after you left? Uh, uh, you know what time it is. <laughs> Demo time, baby. Oh man, Alex. You know what? He's he's just waiting. He's waiting for the ink to dry and the eight year deal to get his jersey. I, yeah, I, I think I think he can. I think he can rest easy and get the jersey. I'll reimburse if this doesn't happen. I don't. I. I can't. You know, personally, I can't get a jersey with someone that's younger than me. Yeah, I have that's that how, thing too. I just don't really wear jerseys that often too, so it's just kind of like. Waste don't either. I don't the only that. player jersey, surprisingly, I have is Lemieux. Yeah. I have Dougie Hamilton and Nico, and that's it. And a Brodeur, yeah. an older Brodeur one that doesn't really fit me anymore, but it's Brodeur, so. Lastly, going back to your original question about the current Devils. I, oh, I, right. <laughs> he sure is fabulous. Yeah, I love the two-way guys. I love the two-way guys. He, he's Yeah, I, I have a special love for, for Nico. The, as, the, as, the two-way uh, guys. Just, just remember, too, remember who was chosen second in that draft. Oh, we, we won't forget. And where is he? And where is he? <laughs> he's playing golf somewhere. It's, yeah. it's a shame, actually. Yeah, it's it is. That's a sad story. It, it yeah. is. It, I'm not, I'm not, it's yeah. just amazing. Because I think a lot of Devils fans thought Nolan was the guy. Yeah. Lot, there were a lot of Devils fans that wanted Nolan Patrick that year, too. I was Team Nico that whole year because uh, I watched him at the World Juniors Championship. I was like, oh, this kid's got something. So I was hold like, on, hold on. But, and I got, I got one other thing. Why were Rangers fans clapping and cheering when the Devils picked, Luke, uh, picked Jack Hughes? Have you ever seen that clip from the I, Garden? I, I believe – Somebody asked me, who would you take? I said, you always take the center. If you have the yeah. ability to take the center, you yeah. take the center. I think the, the love affair, I believe, with Kako, um, it's, not, not, it's not unfounded. I think it's a name thing. I really do. Yeah. I do. I do. And, you know, his clips are great. And uh, hopefully he turns, he turns out to be a 30-goal guy. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Do you think it was because of the World Juniors that year? I think so. Yeah, yeah it was the World so. Juniors in the World Championship that year. Everyone And he had a crazy season in Finland playing against pros. So people like the hype right. for him. Yeah, was and Jack great. was playing against teenagers. That, yeah, you know, he was in the U.S. And mommy MVP. was still doing their laundry. Yeah. So, well, you know, somebody yeah. was saying, well, will, will, they, will, you know, will the Devils take Kako over? I'm like, you always take the center. 
Yeah. Well, that was Ray the whole Sagan Hall thing. Yes. Yeah. Ray Shero was never going to take, he was always going to take the U.S. kid too. Like Shero's Yeah. Cause I mean, when there are connections between Shero and, and the US Hughes. Entity. Yeah. Yeah. There's that connection too with Jim Hughes. And then he's always had like a thing for the U.S. NTDP. So like he's worked with them. So like Hughes was always going to be there that pick that year. I don't even think they really considered Kako to be honest. No, I would. You, you take the center and going back, going back to the Nolan Patrick thing. That's not. It's a sad yeah, it's story. Bad. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's. it's, a, it's yeah. yeah, I don't know that he had the the physical gifts of a number two, but I mean, I, I don't think he'll ever play again, will he? I don't I mean, know. I hope yeah, he does. Like, we haven't had an update on his health. Where's he? You haven't heard a word. Is he, he still part of the Knights? I think yeah, he's yeah, still in so. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that is a sad story. Like his career never even really got going because of like injury concerns. Yeah, and I don't know that he really ever had the foot speed to be a top six guy, but that's a that's a horrible story. I mean, yeah. I mean, I hope the kid's okay. I mean, and I think Vegas took. I think there was a, wasn't there a Kelly McCrimmon connection with with uh, Patrick? With Noel, yeah, I think in uh, he was like the Brandon Wheat Kings GM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just it's you, you want to see a kid. You want to see a kid thrive, even if he doesn't. You want to see him have a career. Yeah, and the fact he doesn't is just. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. Hopefully there, hopefully there can be some resurrection in the career. I don't know at this point. Like you said, though, nobody says anything. You don't hear anything. Um, you have to wonder. It's it, it's not it's not good. Yeah, it's it's bad. You don't want to hear this. Definitely. And with that, uh, any any final words? No, let's uh, you know let's let's all breathe now. For we have two weeks. Will you be available for a future pod if uh, we meet in the playoffs? Oh, of course, I come on, win or lose. Okay, you know, I, 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 I will always be honest with you guys. All right, and we have two weeks to now breathe. Yeah, enjoy you know, the rest of the regular season. Right, and just everybody stay healthy. Yep, everybody stay healthy. If you guys happen to finish first, so be it. Um, then we'll see you in the second healthy. round. Stay healthy. Yeah, stay healthy. Alex, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate yeah, no, it. Yeah, thanks for coming Good on. Luck.